Welcome, welcome to all six of you. I appreciate every one of you. Um, yeah, today we are doing a poem by Langston Hughes, um, Harlem Renaissance um, writer, if you will. Um, this poem is called Harlem. Um, it's from 1951. It has also been referred to as a dream deferred, um, which is in the first line of the poem and is what the poem is about. Um, I think, I think I know why he named it Harlem. Um, and it may be out there somewhere. Um, again, something I should have done my research on, but I, it seems, um, more or less obvious to me. Um, 50s Harlem. Um, uh, I think a lot of um, a lot of um, I was gonna say black writers, but black artists, black um, people in general. Um, in the 50s, a lot of them had to. Um, a lot of them had these deferred dreams um, because they weren't able to um, afford to put the time in to their dreams because of all the other things that were going on um, in a society that um, saw them as, as lesser. Um, and there's, there's, course it hasn't all gone away in the past 70 years um there's still a lot of struggling um minority families um that are having to um defer dreams um so just wanted to get that out of the way up front um and then we'll dig into the poem itself now um for our coffee break today, um, I've got the, uh, I did a little pour over of the, um, Perk Columbia, um, and it's, it's, um, it's one of my favorite coffees recently, so, um, encourage you, if you are so inclined, to, um, go, go find a bag of, of those beans, um, now, more importantly, this poem, um, I'm going to read it and then, as per usual, attempt to analyze it and talk about what it's saying. Um, yeah, just jump right in. <coughs> Harlem. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over, sugar over like syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? Um, the images he puts in this poem are um, very... What's the word? Uh, 
strong, I guess. It's not that's not the word I was looking for, but very strong images, very um visceral. Is that um me look up the definition. Um no, that's not it. Um it's not the word I'm looking for. I don't think. Yeah, no, that's not it. You uh you learn something new every day. I don't know what what I'm word I'm thinking of, but that that was not it. Um yeah, so what happens to a dream deferred? Um deferred dreams are dreams that you put off for later. Um for whatever reason. Maybe you don't feel like you're you're good enough yet, so you um put it off until you um think you're able to do it. Um example of this is Hemingway's um Snows of Kilimanjaro where the um the man's dying and he's thinking about like about all the things he he was going to write when he um felt he was good enough. Um this could dreams could also be deferred for other reasons like maybe you're having to work two or three jobs um to support your family um and so you don't have the time to make your art whether it's music drawing um and it doesn't have to be art but i think as as someone who is somewhat of an artist myself um um, who writes that's that's what my mind goes to but it could be any any of your dreams whether you're, if your dreams to live like go off um and climb mount everest if your dream is to go off it doesn't even have to be anything that big right but if if your dream is just to go run a a marathon half marathon 5k 10k whatever it is um put it off putting it off from um either internal or external circumstances, um, one is easier to control than the other, right? If you're putting it off because you're like, oh, I want to do that someday, but you're just sitting around doing whatever instead of doing it, um, then that that would be an internal, like a self-motivation sort of, sort of thing, which is, um, I don't think what this poem is talking about. Um, I think this is more of an external circumstance um, type of thing um, due to him titled titling the poem Harlem because he could have he could have easily titled this a dream deferred and it would have been the title change would have immediately just made this much broader I feel like but I feel like by titling it Harlem he's talking about Harlem he's talking about um the minority community in the 50s um and a lot of them it wasn't internal circumstances it was external circumstances it was a lack of money and a lack of time um more than a lack of motivation it was a lack of um legal freedom in, in a lot of ways um 
they were being oppressed like um this was right right before the civil rights movement right um civil rights movement was yeah started quote unquote officially according to the internet in um, 1954 um so i think you still had like um in the south or i don't know it's probably more broadly spread than that the whole uh jim crow laws were still were still in effect um i don't want to get too too deep into um all of that for a, a short podcast but i wanted to mention it because i think that's still that plays a part in in the background to this poem um this uh first thing first uh image um does it dry up like a raisin in the sun um like what happens to the dream does it does it dry up like a raisin in the sun um it doesn't go away but it kind of becomes i think less less fresh would be a way to describe um because a raisin's like a like a dried grape right um it's not the same it's not full of the same vitality that you think of a grape it's kind of dried and shriveled um it's it's changed um many would argue for the worse many would argue grapes are better than raisins i think um but that's not the debate we're gonna have here um does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run um fester like a sore like um sore would it would bring pain um possibly sickness um in in regards to like a dream if you put your dream off and you're not able to do it does that kind of like let that give you a sort of pain or like sick feeling like you you want so badly to do this thing but you can't because of some external circumstance um does it stink like rotten meat um i don't think that needs much more like if you've ever been around any sort of rotten meat um you'll it's just nasty it um you can't use it obviously anymore um but it's still there you have to you have to throw it away um see or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet that dream that was once so so sweet so like seemed so um perfect in a way um once it crusts and sugars over you don't it's not sweet anymore it's not appetizing anymore you you don't really want it anymore um and again it could probably make you make you sick if you try to drink it um or eat it i guess would be um maybe it just sags like a heavy load um heavy load 
would weigh on you, right? It would slowly crush you, slowly sort of beat you down. Um, and this could be mentally and physically, right? They're connected. So if you have this dream that you know you are being kept from for some reason, it starts to to weigh on your mind. You're thinking about it, but you can't you can't have it. Um, and that that weighs on your mind, and then your mind will um, slowly that that takes a physical toll on you as well as a mental one. Um, and then, or does it explode? When something explodes, not only is that something no longer there, but it also, um, there's a potential for casualties. Your dream's been put off and put off and put off and you're allowing the, allowing it to to fester and, um, all these things that he's already talked about and then it explodes. There's potential for, um, those around, those around to get hurt that it wasn't their dream, but the bitterness has um, maybe sunken in. And so you start lashing out um, at others. Um, Not necessarily even those who are the reason for, um, for your deferred dreams, right? Um, Could be people who are, who, um, are close to who are there for you, who are trying to maybe even help you achieve those dreams, but you can't achieve them. So they kind of get caught in the uh, crossfire, maybe. Um, I think one of the things I like about this poem, and I think what I like about poems in general is I like poems that are relatively simple but that make you think um they give you images or ideas um in simple language because simple language can still be beautiful right I mean don't don't get me wrong I love I love absolutely um beautiful fancy fancy language as well sometimes but if you can i feel like um you can trick a lot of people into making something making you can trick a lot of people into thinking something is beautiful if you use these these fancy words um for lack of a better term but if you can use simple language to talk about something like this that makes people makes people think um like this is not a poem you read and just walk away from and you're like, oh okay. That was cool. You it makes you think about what are what are my dreams and what's stopping me from from getting there? Is it is it something I can control or is it something out of my control? And if it's something in my control, why am I not doing it? Am I scared? Am um am I just not ready? Um do I, what do I need to do as steps to get to this goal? If it's external, um, what needs to change? Um, 
is it brought on by like government? If so, um, there's voting, which is like kind of a basic step, but you don't have that much control over. Do maybe uh, maybe support someone who's running for office who can make a change. Maybe um, maybe it's you that can run for office. Maybe um, you can take a more active role, uh, such as protesting, like like the civil rights movement, like like the movements we've seen recently um, that are trying to do the same thing um, to help get the um, nation or whatever to a place where it it allows um, for the same freedoms um, first like minority communities um, in just to use a specific example well mildly specific example um, to not be to not have that pushing back that keeps them pushed down um i don't know if i'm making enough sense here i'm just kind of thinking thinking through it um because ex- external um circumstances it exist that keep um certain certain groups of people down more than others um and that's what i get when i read this um that is what the harlem title of this poem um says to me about this poem because the word harlem is not in the poem at all and at at a first glance it this does not describe harlem he's not talking about city streets he's not talking about um people or vendors or like vendors being like stores um people selling things like he's not there's nothing specific in there that says harlem except for that um external circumstantial um oppression and maybe maybe i'm reading too much into it but i don't think i don't think i am um but yeah very powerful poem um but a very simple poem. And I think that that is a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. Closing in on, on 20 minutes now, which is pretty long for one of these for me. Um, so yeah, give me your thoughts. Um, let me know what you think. Um, let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know if you have something to add as well maybe i'm not completely wrong um but yeah i think i would encourage you guys to go seek out um poems maybe go look up some more langston hughes or um some of the other harlem renaissance um authors maybe look up some more modern poets who um speak on some of the same same sort of ideals um i would recommend jericho brown 
Um, he's got some good poems that deal with um, race, uh, sexuality, um, some some more modern civil rights type stuff. Um, his poem "Bullet Points" kind of tackles the uh, whole um, idea of police brutality. Um, so that's a that's a really a really good one. Um, another one that he he doesn't he uses fairly simple but still beautiful language to just to um paint a picture of something that's happening that makes you really makes you think. Um, but yeah, until next time, just uh, keep on reading. <laughs>